0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, March 11th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's Satellites. Can USDA meet CRP goal? Vilsack discussing export bans and corn growers' new tactic. Senate clears $1.5 trillion omnibus. The Senate last night gave final congressional approval to a $1.5 trillion bill to fund the government for fiscal 2022, more than five months after the budget year had started. The Senate 68-31 vote clears the bill for President Biden's signature. Congressional appropriators can now go to work on their fiscal 23 legislation. You can read our report on what's in the FY22 omnibus at agripulse.com. CRP sign-up ends amid food supply questions. Today's the last day for landowners to apply for the Conservation Reserve Program under the latest general sign-up. The Biden administration sees CRP as a vital climate initiative and has been working to get enrollment closer to the cap set by the 2018 Farm Bill, 27 million acres, starting in October. This week, the top Republican of the Senate Ag Committee called for delaying the sign-up, citing uncertainty about the impact of the war in Ukraine on global food supplies. USDA isn't backing away from trying to maximize the sign-up. But during the commodity classic yesterday in New Orleans, Farm Service Agency Administrator Zach Ducheneau was pressed by farmers on how the war would affect CRP enrollment. He described the acreage cap as a goal, but also seemed to concede some farmers may decide to keep land out of the program. Our job is to provide producers an option. Producers can exercise whatever option they want, he said. By the way, his boss, USDA Undersecretary Robert Bonney, told AgriPulse the war would have no impact on the department's management of CRP. We'll continue to try to get land into the program, The Ukraine stuff hasn't changed our calculus on any of the CRP stuff, he said. Keep in mind, about 22 million acres are currently enrolled in the program, and contracts on 4 million acres do expire in September. Vilsack addresses G7 ag ministers on Ukraine. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack was scheduled to speak today virtually with fellow G7 agriculture ministers. And a key issue will be how some nations are restricting exports of agricultural commodities that due to the war in Ukraine sources till Agripulse. Ukraine is a major producer of corn, wheat, and sunflower oil. Press reports out of Serbia, Hungary, Indonesia, and Pakistan say those countries are trying to stop exports of commodities like corn, wheat, and vegetable oil. Secretary of Agriculture Vilsack also speaks here at the Commodity Classic today. Thun, farmers can produce more food and fuel. With gasoline prices soaring above $4 a gallon in many areas, the ethanol industry is pushing the Biden administration to mandate more biofuel usage. In an AgriPulse Newsmaker interview, South Dakota Republican Senator John Thune argued that increased ethanol usage could help to lower fuel costs for consumers. But he acknowledged it would also create more demand for grain at a time when there's a concern about a soaring global food price and the impact of the war on Ukraine. He said that U.S. farmers are up to the challenge of meeting demands for both food and fuel. Now take note, supermarket prices jumped 1.4% during February and are up 8.6% over the past 12 months. Overall inflation, including energy and housing costs, is up 7.9% over past year. Thune also talks about his Ocean Shipping Reform Act in the Newsmakers interview. It posts today at agripulse.com. We'll have more Agripulse Daybreak after this. Agripulse Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative the third largest dairy cooperative in the country based on milk volume. Edge is a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. EDGE believes environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. NCGA calls for study of wind and solar emissions. Members of the National Corn Growers Association want to see some forms of renewable energy held up to the same scrutiny being applied to biofuels. Yesterday, members voted to commission a life cycle analysis of all renewable energy sources, including wind and solar. These results should include the BTU energy required to install and surface these systems compared to the lifetime energy output they provide. Why it matters? Well, biofuels are evaluated based on their greenhouse gas emissions. A key factor is the land needed to grow the corn and other feedstocks. By the way, Michigan corn producer uh, John Delmont is skeptical this data-based approach to pushing back on critics will work. Electric vehicles, solar, and wind are all sold on emotion. If we come at them with more numbers and more data, it means nothing to the consumer, he said. FDA sued over records related to biotech salmon. FDA is being sued for not producing documents connected to the agency's approval of genetically engineered salmon. The Center for Food Safety and Advocacy Group has filed a Freedom of Information Act, an FOIA lawsuit alleging that FDA has not conducted an adequate search of responsive records related to the approval of Aqua Bounty Salmon or estimated when its search will be complete. FDA claims it needs nearly two years to produce records, said uh, Amy Van Son, a senior attorney at CFS. In November 2020, a federal judge said FDA had not adequately analyzed whether the GE salmon might be able to escape into the wild, but declined to shut down the Indiana facility where the fish are being raised and for commercial harvest, FDA pairs down leafy green sampling in California. Food and Drug Administration won't be conducting a broad sampling of leafy greens in the Salinas Valley during the growing season as it did last year to check for e coli and salmonella. Western growers, which received an email from FDA about the plants says the agency will instead be considering, quote, risk-based surveillance sampling sampling based on historical data and information from previous outbreaks of foodborne illness. The agency is reserving the right to release its reproach if necessary. By the numbers, $12.5 billion. That's the amount of damage that weather-related disasters called U.S. farms and ranches in 2021, according to a new estimate from the American Farm Bureau Federation. That total does not include damage to timber and infrastructure. The estimate is based in part on an analysis of crop insurance data. Here's today's She Said It. If your limit up and your limit down... It's quite a roller coaster we're on. That Nicole Berg, president of the National Association of Wheat Growers, on the recent volatility in wheat futures. She spoke to AgriPulse on the sidelines of Commodity Classic. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, March 11th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jock Daly.